Are you ready to get the clarity, confidence, and strategies you need to design your best life? I'm Richard Hazlett. And I'm Natasha Hazlett. If you're ready to experience abundance in all areas of your life, then you're in the right place. Each week on this podcast, we're going to share with you the tools we've used to help thousands of people find their purpose and live their life by design. So if you're ready to start the journey, head over to designyourbestlife.com and download your Clarity Roadmap when this episode is over. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's show. Natasha, what can we expect out of today's episode? Today, we're going to be talking about expectations, how to manage them, how to not let let them completely derail you. And I'm going to share a couple of pretty funny stories today. At least I think they're pretty funny. So the first story, now, Rich, I know this is going to be hard, but you're going to have to keep your commentary, save it till the end, because I got to set it up for everyone. Deal? He's not giving... We'll just take this one step at a time here. All right. So Rich and I had been dating for a while. A ton of my friends were either married or about to get married. I know that Rich is the one, and I am ready to get engaged. Here comes Christmas of 2006. I have somehow got it in my head that this Christmas is the one where Rich is going to drop to one knee and ask me to marry him. (laughs) All right. All right. This is this is hilarious. Okay, you're going to have to just... Can I just... I've got to say something here, right? So so you thought that Christmas would be a good time for me to propose? I love Christmas. I love all things Christmas. I love decorating the house for Christmas. In addition to the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which is my number one all-time favorite Christmas movie, in a close second is Love Actually. There's a meme called, I think it's the Hasselhoff Christmas meme or something, where, where David Hasselhoff is sitting like in this Christmas scene holding a ring in a box. Is that what you like? I would say you probably saw that and like got... You got some ideas or something, but I think that was before we even had, we didn't have Facebook or anything back then. I don't think we were looking at memes anywhere. You probably remember that because you're so much older than I am. <laughs> but, so back to the scene. No, actually, I remember it because I thought that's what she thought I was going to do. Like, this is like the cheesiest meme I've ever seen. Way to, way to spoil the ending here. All right, so here we go. I'm all excited I have convinced myself that Rich is going to propose on Christmas Day. I've got my nails done. I've got a manicure prepared for that sparkly on my ring finger. I have already planned my new diet regimen because I need to lose weight before the wedding. I remember Rich comes over with a gift and it's this huge box. And it's really heavy. Of course, I'm checking it out because I was the one. I was the kid that, you know, inspected all the Christmas gifts, trying to guess what it was. And I was a little bit troubled because it was big and heavy. And so I decided that was not going to deter my expectations and my fantasy that I had built up in my mind. Because I had concluded that what you did was you're doing that box in a box in a box thing, the nested boxes. So I would just keep opening a box and then there'd be another one, and another one. And, and what made it heavy? Well, it was the bricks that you put in there. Surely. <laughs> or the, just the rock. Right. Or yeah, yeah, it's such a huge ring. He, got, he gave me the hope. <laughs> serious diamond. expectations. So here, here we go. It's Christmas Day. You come over. 
I cannot wait to get into that box. But of course, first, I got to let you open your gifts because I want to get that all out of the way. I'm trying to think about who am I going to call first when I when I get engaged. <laughs> well, I just have to. Is this legit? Like, are you serious? I'm completely serious. We've joked around about this many times, but like, so you're telling me you literally thought that was going to happen. You are just digging the knife in deeper. <laughs> you no, know, I'm just saying you had the expectation. My expectation was I was going to be a fiance that day. <laughs> so I open up the gift and I am stunned. <laughs> it, the box says a chocolate fountain. But I'm not to be deterred because surely there isn't an actual chocolate fountain in the box. It's just the nesting box, right? No, I open the box and it is literally a chocolate fountain. You know, the thing that you put four pounds of chocolate chips in, you melt it so that you can dip your strawberries and all that. That's what I got. I'm prepared to go on a diet. I get a vat of chocolate. And I mean... Now, I love to throw parties, which is presumably why you got me this gift. But I remember seeing that gift with you at Williams-Sonoma. It wasn't cheap. And I made an off-handed comment three days before Christmas that that would be kind of fun for a party. I did not expect that the person I thought was going to be my fiancé <laughs> would have gone and gotten that for Christmas. And the reason is, to tie this back to a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about loving well, one of my primary languages back then was gifts. And so for someone whose love language is gifts, like we think about gifts a lot. Like I take note of what people like and what people say like six months before a holiday. So, so kind of like I did. I said months, not days. <laughs> so if so if you just said it in June, it would have been a better gift. Exactly. <laughs> that is true. Well, no, it still would not have met my expectation of a ring. When you're expecting a ring and you get a chocolate fountain, it's a little it's a little bit, dare I say, disappointing. You know, I this was the thing. I, I was I was irritated at the concept that you maybe you would go. You didn't know what you were to get me until three days before Christmas. Like I knew what I was going to get you like six months before because gift giving is my one of my primary love languages. I enjoy spending time thinking about what I'm going to get someone for a gift. And I get I get people gifts like in June or in May, like wherever I am that I think that they're going to love it. That's what I do. But anyways, so needless to say, the rest of the day I was disappointed. Because I thought that that was the day that I was going to be calling everyone, telling them I'm engaged. Now, you could tell them what was going on in the background. What were you thinking? Well, I mean, just a couple of things here. Number one, you had the expectation of something that was like we were nowhere even close to, to that point. Oh, you <laughs> so, proposed so like, eight so, months later. So, so yeah. So, we, we got engaged the following August. So, to me, like, that wasn't even an option. But number two, Christmas? I mean, really? I mean, like, that's like, no, that would have never happened like that. So especially after after you saw the way we actually got engaged, you can see why I would never do something like that on Christmas. So it was much, much, much better than anything like that. But I will say this. It's interesting because we've had some conversations about like, you know, oh, you know, it, all you did was just run around and shop at the last minute. And that means that you your gift is thoughtless. And, you know, because you're 
you you think that your version of gift giving being a thoughtful gift giver is the way other people should do it. But what you don't know about the way I grew up is that it was a family tradition for my father and me to go out on Christmas Eve and do Christmas shopping for all the people that we cared about. So like, I don't look at it like that at all. That was just the thing we did. So now my dad may have been procrastinating and, and thoughtless, <laughs> but, but I just was, I, that's how I grew up and that's what the way we did things. And, and quite frankly, I've always loved doing that. I think it's fun. So uh, that's that. But you know, the, the, the thing is, I will tell you this at the time I was in the same mindset as you, I knew that we were going to get engaged, but I knew that it was not going to be at Christmas. Oh, so you knew we were going to get engaged? I mean, I, it just wasn't going to happen at Christmas. That's That was definitely not happening. Well, I have to say for everyone that does not know our engagement story, hey, maybe we'll share that on another podcast episode. You knocked it out of the park. So much better than the nesting of boxes at Christmas. I, <laughs> I will say he totally nailed it, y'all, uh, when it came to the proposal. Eight months later... Uh, it was a great thing. But anyway, so I get this chocolate fountain. It was super fun for a few parties. It was kind of a mess to clean up a little bit. We then pack it in the box. We have not used this chocolate fountain in easily 12 to 14 years. <laughs> it's like a time capsule. It is a time capsule. So <laughs> this is true. This is true. Like, I, I know we didn't use it in Idaho. So it was at least it was at least 13 years that this thing had not been used. Coming in line with a yet another set of expectations, our twins' fourth birthday was recently and they got sick the day before their birthday. And I already had a whole party plan. My parents were coming in town. We were so excited and you know how young kids are. Like they are counting down the days to the party. We've got everything set and they both get sick literally the day before the birthday. And it's heartbreaking because their birthday was actually on a Saturday, which like that never happened. So they were actually going to have a birthday party on their actual birthday. And then they get sick. We have to cancel the party. My parents, we have to have to cancel their trip. And so I start thinking, what can we do to make this super special for the kids? So this is another instance of your expectations being uh, disrupted. Right. But we're <laughs> going to talk about that and how I handle that in just a second. So so we decided to pivot and we decide, I don't remember if it was you or me, but we, we had been talking about maybe doing the chocolate fountain for the kids at some point. So we decided this is the perfect opportunity. So we go and get the chocolate fountain down from the attic. And we open it up, and Rich artfully assembles it. <laughs> <laughs> and I get the instruct, I get the special chocolate melts, and and start working on that, and getting it all what I thought was the right consistency. Y'all see where this is going, right? And so we, I pour it into the chocolate fountain. I flip the thing on, and chocolate starts shooting. <laughs> everywhere like there's this thing that turns at the top to bring the chocolate up through from the bottom of the base up to the top so it can beautifully fountain out and, and y'all it is it looked more like a, like a sprinkler chocolate sprinkler 
like drenched. <laughs> I am drenched like all over my shirt, all over my face, in my hair, on the counter with this chocolate that's now hardening. So then I have to stop the machine, t- dump out the chocolate into a bowl, wash the whole thing out. We end up reassembling it, starting the whole thing over again. And so like what should have been like a, you know, maybe a 15 minute setup turns into like an hour and a half setup. I still have chocolate all over my, all over the kitchen and myself. And the worst part of it was I'm doing this, I'm following a program called Brightline Eating. So I can't even have any of the chocolate. I mean, what, I mean, I am just sitting there spewed in chocolate. It normally would probably be my dream come true because I love chocolate <laughs> and I can't even eat it. So anyway, not even a drop. Not even impressive. A dr- so, you know, one of the fascinating things, uh, about chocolate fountains? No, about about this <laughs> about their party, you know, is that the kids, it was their birthday party that was canceled, and literally, I don't even think they even noticed. They just literally, they just had fun doing what we were doing at home and, and doing the chocolate fountain. <laughs> we got, like, a banner. We got their favorite balloons. We got donuts with sprinkles. We had, you know, his, their sister set up signs. It was so cute. It was just, it was super fun, and... It looked festive for them. They didn't skip a beat. Anyway, so we, we do the chocolate fountain. They love it. They had a great time. And then it comes time to clean up. And what should have been a 10-minute ordeal ends up turning into another hour and a half of me on the floor with a scrub brush scrubbing the chocolate off of the cabinets, the counters, and the floor. And I have to tell you, as I was cleaning up, you know, I was just smiling and laughing and saying, like, this is just ridiculous. I can't even believe that this happened. But it was, we had so much fun. We took it in stride. And I think, you know, what a difference 15 years makes and all these years of personal growth and realizing the power in expectations, how, how if you're not careful, they can totally ruin a day, totally disappoint you, discourage you like they did me back when I thought I was getting engaged. I kind of was all disappointed for the rest of the day on Christmas because I wasn't engaged and not knowing that something even better was going to come down come down the line eight months later to just enjoying the moment in a chocolate-filled kitchen. The birthday party was canceled. Everything got canceled. And we just, we had an amazing family memory and it was all from being released from the expectation from the outcome right that's how you that's how you should really manage your expectations is not being so tied to the outcome and remembering that sometimes something even better is on the way to you you just may not know it yet I thought it was just because I picked such a great gift that 15 years later we could have a great time with it or however long that was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what it's definitely gonna be a, it's definitely one of the most memorable gifts uh, I've ever gotten and now we've got two great stories to tell about it but really you got to just be real careful when it comes to expectations it's not bad to have an expectation but the challenge comes when you are so fixated on the outcome you're trying to white knuckle grip the outcome and if it doesn't happen exactly how you expect it to happen that you're going to, you know, 
freak out, be disappointed, ruin your day. Because, I mean, the reality is if I was so tied to the outcome of the kid's birthday party, for example, I could have been angry and irritated with everyone. Quite frankly, the Natasha 15 years ago probably would have. I could have ruined Rich's day, the kid's day, all because everything didn't happen just like I wanted it to. This happens around the holidays all the time. People have these expectations of these perfect holiday gatherings and what is intended to be some Pinterest perfect Christmas ends up becoming something more like National Lampoon's Christmas vacation and and everyone's time ends up being ruined because of it. So going with the flow. Yeah, and I think, you know, not being tied to outcomes in life and the same for people that are running a business, it's, you know, you, you create a vision, step into it the best you can. Don't be tied to the outcome. And because you, know, you don't know, you can't see the whole picture. You know, I'm sure if you if you had the ability to see forward that like at our twins fourth birthday party, we'd be running, you know, the chocolate fountain, spraying it all over our kitchen and having fun. And you probably wouldn't have been as upset. Right. So like you don't it's the old uh, what's the there's the song. Thank God for unanswered prayers. I think I mentioned that the other day, but um, that's, you know, you just when you have a reaction to something that happens, just understand that like you haven't gotten the full information like you like. So like having a response that is understanding you don't have the full picture. When we talk about setting goals, we can expect something, but we also know that sometimes it doesn't happen exactly like we want it because something even better is coming down the road. And that's, that has really been my experience, honestly. You know, when I don't get exactly what I want, when I want it, it's because something even better is in store. It's like when our, our daughter was born, um, you know, just something even better had, I, you know, had, had we gotten pregnant back eight years before when we started trying or seven years to start a family, like we wouldn't have our amazing daughter and, and our twins, right? Like something better was on the way. So that's what I, that, I mean, I hope that, that, that has served you in some way, helps you to maybe have a different perspective on some of the things that you might be facing right now and some expectations that you have and just some things to think about if you find that things aren't going your way. So thanks so much for tuning in and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Design Your Best Life. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you could do us a quick favor and rate and review our podcast. This lets the platform know that we're doing something right and people love our content. It would be a huge help and we would be so grateful. Be sure to head over to designyourbestlife.com and pick up the Clarity Roadmap. The Clarity Roadmap will help you get the clarity and confidence you need to take the next step to designing your best life. We look forward to you joining us next time on Design Your Best Life. 